Take one. This is the alchemy experience. <laughs> okay, okay. Take two. This is the Alchemy Experience Podcast brought to you by Leela. <laughs> This is the Alchemy Experience Podcast, brought to you by Leela Radio, a place where we embrace natural living, getting back to the basics, and back into nature. I am your host, Leela Becker. I'm a lifelong alchemist, mixologist, and a catalyst for your conjuring of creative concoctions. In these podcasts, I talk about herbalism, yoga, meditation, cooking, bath and beauty blending, and the art of healing yourself. Welcome. I believe you must bring your whole self to the table if you want to thrive in today's crazy world. Your confidence, your personality, your sense of humor, and most importantly, your heart. All of these elements have traveled with me over the years. They've allowed me to explore all the facets of my passions. Cultivating 20 years of Naturally Leela, 7 years of Passionate Path Coaching, 12 years of teaching yoga and meditation, a lifetime of alchemy and writing all about it. All of these paths have brought me to the present. Life is a collaboration of passions piled on top of each other. These are mine, wrapped with a bow. I have found a way to bring them all together and broadcast them to you through Lilo Radio. I encourage rebranding oneself. Those of you who know me know that I do this all the time. I take what I've learned and embrace the path in which it brought me and send it out into my community. This is not to say that what one has done in the past should be swept under the rug. On the contrary, it should be celebrated and listened to over and over again. Let it wash over you, soak into your cells, and share them among all your friends. This podcast was recorded in 2018 with my amazing ex-co-host, Nicholas Goodman. Nicholas has gone off to do bigger and better things, and we wish him all the luck. But I will never forget the time that I spent um, recording these podcasts with him. This podcast is about expressing your anger. Enjoy. Learning learning, uh, uh, to express my anger in India was a big deal for me. And there was a lot of things to be angry about in India. Um, But I was only actualizing it when I I went to the ashram, and we had a lot of time to meditate and to work through the tantra. So what I'm saying is, um, just back here in the United States, a friend of mine had to actually tell me that... um, Oh, okay. A friend of mine actually <laughs> had to tell me uh, to actualize my my emotions. And so I find myself stomping around my empty apartment saying, I am mad. I am mad. <laughs> and just by saying that out loud and just like hearing myself say it mm. makes me realize that I am mad right. and that it's not just a figment of my imagination. I am actually mad. And then from there you say, okay, why am I mad? Am I mad at myself? Am I mad at the situation? Am I mad? that I'm here again and I haven't fixed it. I mean, and so it's, it's really been helpful for me. So once I thought I started saying, you know, stomping around my apartment saying I'm mad, um, it kind of just went away. And as my friend said, it's kind of just like, it like floats through you. You, you see it, you acknowledge it and it floats through you and it's not so bad anymore. And so I guess. So interesting. There seems to be a tendency and I get this too. When an emotion comes up that I'm not ready to deal with or a thought or a feeling, Instead of just saying, like, oh, 
that's there. There's this tendency to like overanalyze and freak out or ignore it, which really just, it goes, all right, I'm just going to sit here until you talk to me. And we're like, no, anger, you're not real. And it's like, I'm kind of sad you don't want to talk to me, but all right, I'll just sit here for the next two years until you bring me up at an office party and you're not ready for it. And you pull up with someone you don't know. That's one way to handle it, but I feel yeah. like your way is, it's true though. There is something so relieving about just telling the truth to yourself and saying like, oh, I'm upset. And that's okay. Just being your true self. <laughs> being Just true being. Self. But um, it is very tantric like, you know, like we have to be our true selves. We have to break yeah. away all that shit yeah. that we like have built around us mm-hmm. all this time mm-hmm. and then live from our true selves. And once we live right. from our true selves, everything is not so hard. You're right. Just You're actualizing right. and mm-hmm. acknowledging the truth mm-hmm. to yourself. And then you can be truthful to others. Right. And then everything is beautiful. It's true. <laughs> it's really true. It's very true. There is something so... There is a great, great relief that comes when you tell the truth. There is some like, huge weight that comes off your shoulders. There's lifted. a comfort yeah. in it. Even if the truth is like strange to hear yeah it's way more comfortable than the a lie even if there's like short-term gain and hearing a lie yeah. it always hurts more in the long term and i think a really good practice is to start with yourself mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. it's not it's, you could hurt your own feelings i guess mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you can deal with it a lot easier yeah, you know way easier. Way so easier. yeah mm-hmm. i think so that i think that's a really good practice for everyone to just mm-hmm. start like telling the truth to themselves mm-hmm. actualizing what mm-hmm. they're really feeling right and then maybe try it on somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's an interesting point you bring brought up about, um, so being your true self. There's a really interesting experience I had when I was seven, 18. I was 18. And I, uh, that was when I first started experimenting with drugs. I, I took mushrooms for the first time. And <laughs> I had this feeling of like rapturous love. Like everything, mm. all the plants around me were smiling. All the, you know, the concrete was looking at me just happily, and the birds were chirping, and the sun was shining. Wait, what kind of drugs were these? It was mushrooms. Oh, okay, that's right. I um, I was in this space of pure connection and love, and... Once I started studying Hinduism, I realized that that was the state of yoga. Mm. And whether it was a false state or not, that was the experience I had that seems to mirror what a lot of the enlightened sages talk about. Mm. And so I came back from that with this feeling that that is my true self. Mm. That this like divine love is my true self. And I think for a while, while I still believe at the root of me is true, deep, unbounded love for everything... It's not where I'm at right now. Mm, and this was the really very interesting. This was the really hard part about coming down from that experience was I always identified myself as that perfect loving being. Because when I was in that state, it was so easy to tell my friends I loved them. Mm-hmm. A conversation just flew through me. Mm-hmm. Everything I said felt like the wisest thing I'd ever said. And there was no pressure or force or movement. Everything was just coming through me and it was so easy. Mm-hmm. But on the path of spiritual growth, I started doing yoga and meditating, and I always felt like I was so far away from where I was. But the real thing is, I was where I was supposed to be. Mm. It's just I had this identification, this expectation that I should be at that loving place, because I had seen the pure potential of myself. Mm. And 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 that's beautiful that you actually got to see bliss. I mean, mm. pretty much you just saw bliss. And Buddha has a really, our Buddha, there's a phrase by Buddha that says, uh, Wherever you're at is where you're at. That's mm-hmm. exactly where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And yeah. That's true. Like, it's the be here now thing. I mean, yes, it's so yes. hard to be here now. Isn't it's that interesting? Ridiculously, ridiculously hard. Ridiculously hard. Well, I think it's scary. I think yeah, there's a lot a... of fear in it because there's no 
there's no note. And actually, this yes. is, it comes back there's to no the net. Note. There's no note. We, we're afraid of the net. Of like, we're afraid of going forward to because like, we don't know what to expect. Right. right. And like so. Yeah, it's it's really interesting to be here now. I mean, yeah. Well, I think it's the falling that's the scary part because you you do always get caught, no matter what happens. You know, let's say you try something out and you lose your job, well, you find another one, or yeah. you don't find a job and you end up homeless. And like, yeah. okay, what do you do with that situation? Yeah. You yeah. just be here. You now. learn from it yeah. and you change directions and you walk in a different path mm-hmm. or whatever, or maybe. Yeah. That's the path you were supposed to be in the first place. Maybe right. something you learned something completely humble from that path. Mm-hmm. I mean, God mm-hmm. knows I've lost all of my money mm-hmm. all at once and been down and out. And you just find a way to pick yourself back up right. and do something different. Mm-hmm. And it's scary. But that but takes but truth, though. It takes truth. You have to really look at yourself You're and right. say, like, okay, I made a mistake. I'm wiser from it now, and yeah. I'm gonna just keep moving. Yeah. If you dwell on that too much, that's when you get stuck and you think like oh, woe is me, there's no hope, why try again? And then you're stuck in this very, very sad puddle. And <laughs> exactly. You're not being truthful to yourself. Um, and they do say that success is filled with a thousand failures. Right, right. right. So you would have to fail and fail and fail. Mm-hmm. And if you don't actualize why you failed and you're not truthful to yourself as to why you fail, you might right. get back into that where you yes. fail again. Mm-hmm. But if you can actualize it and be truthful to it, you can step over it yes. and yes. then keep on going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those faults are just little hurdles, and we just have to learn how to jump over them. And you know, you do scrape your knees every once in a while in this life. You do get embarrassed. Absolutely. You do get you do get terrified. Like right now, I'm a little bit scared. <laughs> <laughs> Starting to do this podcast, my whole body was like, "What are you doing? What are you doing? You're not supposed to be doing this. You're not smart enough. You're not good enough. You're not cool enough. Stop! Stop! So stop!" So what do we do with that? We drink some tea. We sit down. We move past, we move past it, it, and you do it. Yeah. And and I think that's a something that I implement in my life mm-hmm. and is that I run full speed ahead yeah, so fast. It's kind of scary to me. It's kind of scary. <laughs> it's cool to watch It's kind of scary to me too, but yeah. I, I feel like there's an up and a down to that mm-hmm. though. Like, is, is, am I passing by a lot of things that should be acknowledged mm-hmm. or am I just like, just see, see what happens. That's really good. Yeah, so if you, go ahead, go ahead. I think, yeah, just word of the month, be truthful to yourself. I- Have you ever wanted to create your own bath and beauty products, but you didn't know how or where to start? Well, what if I told you I had just the subscription box for you? It delivers all the organic and wild harvested ingredients, instructions, and personalized labels that make the perfect holiday gift for friends and family. You will receive a monthly box with items that range from lip balms to body scrubs, beard oil, soap, candle magic, altar suggestions, seasonal tinctures, and healing teas. Learning to heal yourself naturally is a lost skill. In these times of overflowing hospitals, viruses, and supply chain breakdowns, wouldn't you feel a little more empowered by confidently stepping into the alchemy experience? Sign up for the subscription box at foodloveyogahealth.com and enter the promo code Leela Radio to get $8 off your first order. Start there. Start with your center. Just yes. ask yourself. And you know, this is what I like to do. Yoga Nidra and Slow Flow. And um, 
at the start of the class, I have all the students sit down and I have them close their eyes and just take a minute and scan over all of their bodies. So in the yogic sense, there's five koshas or sheaths or bodies that you inhabit. There's your physical, your energetic, your emotional and mental, your uh, spiritual body, like your bliss body, and then your uh, your connection to the universe body. Your, yeah, your ethereal body. Mm -hmm. So... I asked the students to sit down and like take an awareness of your body mm. like see how you're feeling do you feel tight do you feel tense do you feel kind of shaky do you feel bliss do you feel comfortable Are you relax and then can you just look at these sensations and really just accept them mm. don't try to change don't try to alter just be aware of them mm. and now focus on your breath how's your breath doing become aware of the movement of your breath is it deep and smooth and really fluid and or is it choppy and jagged and kind of you know, a little tense, a little bit more in the chest. Be aware of that and just notice what's going on. Without trying to change it, just yes. being aware of it. Yes. yes, and I think it's the same thing as with the telling yourself the truth. Mm -hmm. Become aware of it. I think step one for transformation is you have to know the ground you're standing on. Mm -hmm. Chogim Trumpa says you have to become aware of the rocky reality that you stand upon. And I think so often for me and for some of my friends, they convince themselves that life is okay as it is. And they build this tiny little fortress and they tell themselves like, it's okay in here, it's fine. And secretly they're cramped mm. and they're tight and they're uncomfortable, but they're ignoring the discomfort because they're afraid to fall and like really step on the ground because it's uncomfortable there. Mm -hmm. But I think it's only uncomfortable because it's a quick change and you're so used to being in that stagnant box. Mm. It's like a butterfly. A butterfly has to like go in its cocoon and eventually when it wants to grow, it has to break out of that. Yeah. Just like we do. Yeah. You have to accept like it's time to grow. You land on the reality, it hurts for a second to go like, you know, I'm kind of poor right now and I'm not very nice to my friends and I feel like I could be putting more effort into the things I do and I don't express myself and I'm not creative, but now is the moment where I know that and I can see where I can go from here. Because mm -hmm. once you have the truth of where you are, you can see the truth of where to go to. And if you guys were sitting here watching Nick talk about this, his <laughs> light is shining so bright right now because he's so confident in what he's saying. Well, and it's, it's true. taken a very long time yeah. for you to come to this spot, but your light is shining so bright and it's amazing. Well, thank you. <laughs> it's true though, because I've spent so much time allowing myself to slack off and be lazy mm. and not tell myself where I'm at because A, I was afraid of where I was and I was afraid of how... You know, honestly, I was kind of afraid of the potential I had. Mm. It sounds weird, but there was this great... That's a scary part. There was this to, great yeah. um, poem, and I don't remember who it was by, but one of the lines in it was, um, do not dim yourself so that others may shine brightly. And I think there's a part of me that is afraid to be as vibrant as I know I am when I'm really expressing myself. Mm. Because A, I get afraid because... I am a wild beast, <laughs> and I accept that I have monkey DNA that has not worked itself out yet. So I really have to. I really have to. I'm worried because I don't want to unchain the beast, you know. Yeah. And, and but that's where life is. Yeah. There's life in chaos, chaos. and craziness, yep. and that's where creativity comes yep. and imagination. And yes, you can't be a wild animal all the time. So you can't run around the streets sniffing people's butts and running around oh, naked. <laughs> 
know. Take yourself as a human and imagine you just being fully instinct oriented. I would run up to people and just start making out with them. I would just run into restaurants and eat food, and it would be very, very bad. So we have a society that we have to live by, but within that society, we also have ourselves, and we can only control ourselves. Yes. And and so from that point. We can only become comfortable with ourselves, tell ourselves the truth, mm -hmm. and um, then we can move out from there. Yes. But that takes a very, very long mm -hmm. time to get mm -hmm. a hold of, mm -hmm. and it takes a lot of meditation, a lot of a uh, lot of yoga. Mm -hmm. I prefer tantra, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah. um, and a lot of self study. Mm -hmm. And even mm -hmm. if that's journaling or just being by yourself, yes. or it's a this is why the Buddha calls it a practice. This yeah, is why meditation is seen as a practice because. Yeah. Everything you do is just, you're still practicing it. Mm. And this is why I love the metaphor of enlightenment is like tree pose, where it, when you're in tree, maybe the first few times you do it, you're always like moving around and flailing. Mm. And for you, those of you who don't know, tree pose is where you're standing on one leg. Mm. So it's a difficult balancing posture. When you first start doing it, there's always a little bit of tippiness. As you get more comfortable in it, there seems to be a very good balance, but there's never really a perfect spot. And every once in a while, maybe once in a month when I do it, I'll have a moment where I feel perfectly, completely balanced. And everything just glows. And then half a second later, it's all gone. And I'm, because I get too excited and I go, like, I'm here, I've made it, yay! It's I, beautiful. That's beautiful. Over, and so it's a practice. You just try to get yourself back into the balance. Well, it, it's interesting you say that in the Vipassana meditation, um, which they have them all over the world, mm -hmm. they talk about how... Have you done this before? Oh, yeah. Cool. Oh yeah, we'll talk about that on another podcast. <laughs> but <laughs> um, but they talk about how like okay, so you get to that 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 point of blissfulness, that one half second of blissfulness, <laughs> and you like, like want it back. You want it so bad, right. and they say like never to crave that, never to want it right. again, because then you're actually wanting and right. you really just well, have to kind of get yeah. there mm -hmm. and when it gets there you appreciate it you're there in that moment but if you're wanting it you're not living in the now I think that is one of the hardest parts of the spiritual path that mm. is so difficult for me mm -hmm. and even just in a self-study aspect of like trying something a hundred times and getting it one time to work and feeling like I put in all this effort and I got it mm -hmm. then I try it three more times and it doesn't work then and I go like okay this doesn't work or I don't want to try anymore because this is so difficult and I'm not there. Well, but I think yeah, what ahead. you were saying about the Vipassana thing of like not wanting it is so important. Because yeah. you finally, you work so hard and you get so, it's so beautiful and amazing. It but is. you seem to get like a drop of water yeah. and you tend to realize after that how thirsty you've been. And uh -huh. how much your body That's is just beautiful. craving that. So to not be there is like a little bit torturous. But I think it's just... Discipline is one of the most important things for this of just going like has this tool worked for me in the past? Mm. And let me be really honest with myself mm. and have I been putting in as much effort as I need? Sometimes putting effort in is you know really like disciplining yourself maybe an hour meditation hour yoga Sometimes you're working too hard and You really just need to let yourself relax and you need to just go dancing or you need to just mm. like sing in the shower mm. or like maybe just go for a walk because sometimes that's all I need to really just like let everything go. It's just like, and my feet need to move on the ground. So. 
Well, and, and that's a really good point for even your yoga practice, mm-hmm. your physical yoga practice. It doesn't have to be always meditation, mm-hmm. um, but the physical yoga practice, I mean, you might be able to do down dog one day, and then the next day you can't, or tree pose one day, yeah. and the next day you can't. Mm-hmm. And it's like wanting that perfect tree pose is right. that want again. Mm-hmm. So just knowing where you're at, and it all comes back to Buddha, wherever you're at right. is where you're at, right. and that is perfectly fine. Yeah, and you know, I think you're making a good point. You can't expect your practice to be linear. Right. That I think that's is a exactly very that's a right. very difficult mm-hmm. thing to hold mm-hmm. on to mm-hmm. of just thinking like if I put in X amount of work then I'll get Y results. That's if I do true. two hours of meditation then I'll feel this much bliss. So if I do four hours I must feel this much. Mm-hmm. It's not true at all. I can meditate for five minutes sometimes and I feel like I get out of my body and I'm completely in the zone. I can meditate for forty minutes and I leave feeling more angry sometimes. Well, and that, <laughs> I mean this, that brings us to a whole another podcast that we can yes. talk about. Because time, <laughs> time is a human construction. Yes. And yes. so it has it really really just put it on ourselves to live in this society but like you can't say like I do four hours of yoga so I should feel this way right. you know yeah. it's just yeah. it's, it's where you're at mm-hmm. and that's where you're at and you have to accept that every single day every single day every single minute every single day you accept yourself you accept your true <laughs> self thank you for listening to the alchemy experience by Lila radio where we believe in truth liberty, and freedom to heal yourself by what God has put on this beautiful earth. You can follow me on Instagram at Appalachia underscore wild or on my website at foodloveyogahealth.com. I am Leela Becker and until next time, take care.